The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week is every week we are searching the globe, trying to find you the folks who can get you the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And today we are going to talk about a topic that has become weirdly controversial over the last, I don't know, month in particular, I guess, in my world. And that is foreclosures and what the opportunities for foreclosures are in this world right now. Um, Give you some background here and say, uh, as part of this series of market discussions that OREA is putting on for free and online, by the way, at our first session about a month ago, uh, the guy who was talking about market stats showed a slide that basically said foreclosures, there's not that many of them, everybody's got equity, they're all able to, you know, hang out and sell for full price, and uh, I got some alarmed emails from listeners saying, gosh, that's kind of the strategy I was going for for finding sellers. And now is it, should I just stop? So, I mean, yeah, even even Rick Sharga, uh, you know, said, said some things to mitigate that, but I just, it got to be such a thing that I just decided to bring in one of my favorite foreclosure investors so that we could talk about it. That is Bill Twyford. Uh, He works along with his wife, Dwan, primarily in the Colorado area. Uh, Long, long, long time foreclosure guy, like buys most of his properties uh, pre-foreclosure really. And uh, I just wanted to get some on the ground perspective about those stats, some subtleties within those stats, and what the real foreclosure market looks like, because I knew that if anybody was going to actually tell us the unvarnished truth, it was probably going to be Bill. So he's joining us from a a trip that he's taking to Long Island, uh, I suspect to help somebody else find some foreclosures there in Long Island be my uh, best guess about what's going on. Uh, Bill, welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing. 
Hey, thank you, Vina. Thank you for having me on. It's it's great to be here. Yes, I'm in Long Island right now. And, uh, you know, I'm just uh, here getting ready to do a two-day workshop on uh, the foreclosure market here locally in, in Long Island. So. Uh. Yeah, interesting. That's one of the that's one of the places where state state by state foreclosure laws and practices can be very different when you get down to the ground level. And one of the ground level things in New York is it apparently takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days to get a foreclosure through the. Oh yeah, for sure. They can. They're like New Jersey. I mean, you, they can almost stay in their house for two, three, four years. And it's uh, it's ridiculous. So, uh, you know, we just we we've been seeing a rise in a lot of foreclosures throughout the country. Um, she's everywhere that we've that we've spoke. Duan and Will have spoke. You know, I um, took a little hiatus for the last year and a half because of my health. So I had a stem cell transplant. So uh, I'm doing well. I finally got the approval to um, travel. So I can do that now, but I can't get into doing rehabs or anything like that yet. So I haven't got cleared for that. But I got cleared for traveling so I can travel and speak. So that's good. And you can still talk to sellers. Yes. And, and, let, the, and let, the, let, the, let those other two get into the drywall dust and the... <laughs> that's right. The, the that's exactly what what not? Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I know leading up to the show once we said, "Oh, Bill Twyford's the guest." I started getting a lot of, "How's Bill doing?" Because uh, I assume you're aware that the entire time that you were stuck in that that clean room for what what, what was it four or five months, that your wife was shooting videos of you while you were oh. asleep and sticking hairbrushes in your face and acting like she was interviewing you. So, like, the whole world knows about your stem cells transplant. I know. I know. And I, I couldn't do anything about that either. I didn't, one, I didn't have – I didn't know I was asleep, but then, two, I couldn't even get out of bed half the time anyway. <laughs> well, we're all very, very grateful that that went as well as it possibly could have, and you were up and around, and other than apparently avoiding the hard work of rehabs, back in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm back in it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to coming to the uh, uh, Ohio RIA and speaking, and that's really going to be fun because we have a lot of great topics that we're going to be covering. Bill, you've been doing that for so long that you're still calling it the Ohio RIA conference. It's like everybody, everybody, and back in the day it was, back in the day it was like, you know, only Ohioans came and, you know, it was a big Ohio meetup basically. And, but for probably the last, oh my golly, going on 10 years, it's been the national summit and it's been, uh, our, our attendance is actually more now from out of the state of Ohio than it is from inside the state of Ohio. It's a, it's a uh, that's, and that's all because of you bringing people in, uh, you know, you, you work so hard to build this, and uh, that's what I've always called it. So. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I get it. I just don't want anybody to think that, oh, I was going to come, and I'm from California. No, no come, no. if you're from California. No. Um, all right, so we've got this. We've got these stats that we're all reading, or maybe we heard about them on that uh, call a few weeks ago, and... It did. It really did alarm people when 
he said, well, you know, foreclosure activity is, is now, I mean, obviously it had a big spike in 2020, 2021. Um, let me say default activity was really high then. There weren't any foreclosures going on because there was a foreclosure moratorium. But he said, basically, foreclosures are back down to below where they were in 2019. And yet you just said that every place you go, people are saying, well, not in my area. We're seeing more of them than we've seen in quite a, a while. What do you think the disconnect is there? Well, you know, he might be talking on a national average. Maybe on national average, that is the truth. But, you know, we don't really have a national real estate market. We have markets that are within markets. And what we look at all the time is areas that foreclosures are rising in, you know, because you have areas in, in Ohio, uh, in different towns in Columbus or Cincinnati or Dayton or Cleveland, wherever it is, where you have areas in those markets where they're going up, and you also have areas in those markets where it's going down. So it's the same thing with foreclosures from county to county. Some counties have more foreclosures than others, like Adams County in Colorado. That's, I mean, those foreclosures are going nuts there you know they've just so many more every single week and uh you know a lot of people say well you know people have equity now well you know that's true they do but you have to remember homeowners always think there's going to be a miracle that's going to happen and they end up painting themselves into the corner to where they don't have a lot of time so they wait, wait, you know, they've got a $300,000 house. They owe one seventy-five on it. They should have put that thing on the market two months ago, three months ago. But now they're waiting and they're going to sale in 10 days. So they don't have a lot of equity in a situation like that because they're running out of time. So there's a lot of people that do have a lot of equity, like I say. However, the problem is they have to take care of it and do something with it ahead of time and not wait till it gets ready to go to sale. Mm -hmm. And I want to pick up the conversation there and talk about, talk more about like how do we find and deal with those people, but we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to real life, real estate investing. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to real life, real estate investing, having a discussion today with Bill Twyford about like, what's happening with foreclosures in the Wall Street Journal or The Economist or the Mortgage Bankers Association, but what seems to be happening on the ground and whether this is a good time or a bad time to be pursuing sellers who might need help because they are in foreclosure. Uh, I should have mentioned at the top of the show that this is a pre-recorded program. Um, as you are listening to this, I myself am in New Jersey <laughs> actually giving a talk there. So um, just didn't want to miss out on this chance to address this topic that's always kind of, you know, top of mind 